Hello, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Business with your host, Brad Buckland. We are RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16, Episode 2. That's right. And we're going to get straight into it, everybody. Entrances for the new batch of seven queens. First up is Hershey Lacour Jeté. And she says, I did not prepare for this. I'm loving her energy, loving her vibe. She's looking good. Cute little black and white jumpsuit with a cape moment. Purple hair. She's a sister of Cornbread, who did very well on season 14 before she was taken out by her ankle. Self-sabotage. But... Looking forward to seeing what Hershey brings. She looks good. She feels feeling good. Hopefully she is prepared. Next into the workroom, we have Plasma. And she, her entrance line is, Darling, why give blood when you can serve Plasma? And I like that. That's fun. She doesn't strike, from the look, she doesn't strike me as a comedy queen, but she's, she seems very like, she's being very with it with the comedy. She's giving old Hollywood, 1950s, as she says. She says she's a 64-year-old in a 24-year-old's body. Scary, but we love. And she looks so different out of drag in her confessional. She looks like a mere baby in her confessional. And she does look a tad older, one might say, in her... In drag. But still great. Makeup's great. I like the fit. Look. Go, Plasma. Next up, we have Geneva Carr. Or as she says, Geneva Brum Brum Carr. She says, Viva Mexico. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to butcher this. Viva Mexico, cabrone. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm so sorry. She's got a beautiful face. Gorgeous. She's from Brownsville, Texas. We love. Mexican-born. She seems like she has a huge personality, which we love, of course. Looks like someone I'd want to be friends with. She seems like that friendly vibe. I'm liking her energy. I'm a big energy person, can you tell? After Geneva, we have... Plain Jane. First of all, like the name. She says, fasten your seatbelts because this plane always goes down. And she's like sucking on her finger. <laughs> so she gets her brand across straight away. She looks like trouble. You know, she looks like trouble. She's in all leopard print, dark, dark black hair. She's clearly making herself the villain. Like she's like, I'm going to take the villain role. And she's a, she says she's a fluent Russian speaker, so the girls ask her to give a little demo. And she calls Geneva a piglet, which I think is just like a little bit too far. But that's just me. So I hope she, like, I think there's that fine line between villain and then just pushing it like, oh, that's not great. So we'll see how Miss Jane goes. Next into the workroom is another New Yorker, Megami. And she walks in looking all antichrist satanic a goddess amongst men she's a cosplayer she's nerdy she's got a beautiful face but i i just wanted a little bit more from the look but hey it is the entrance look so it doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world so she gets the point across i like it she's cosplaying as the antichrist she says and she knows plasma new york sisters i think there's like six new york queens this season which is ridiculous but i mean they're all good so i can't really complain then we have Maya Aman LePage. She walks in in an orange jumpsuit with feathers and this big, basically orange ball on her head. <laughs> the queen of flips. I don't set the bar, I flips it. Orange, just orange all over. <laughs> she's the TikTok flipper. I feel like, well, she's been on my TikTok for your page. She's like flipping all over the tables and everything. She splits, she 
flips. How many times can I say flip? Flip, 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 flip. So I'm really excited to see her perform. But Jane, oh my gosh, she walks in and Jane goes, I've never seen a corset add weight to somebody. <gasps> Jane, you can't say that. Oh my God. <laughs> She's really going for the juggler and everyone. And it's the first day. They've been there five minutes. Like, take a breath. It's okay. And then Geneva brings up styling her leg hair on TikTok. That was the most random thing I've ever heard of, but then they also had a picture for it. Crazy. It was interesting, to say the least. And then last queen of the season, Nymphia Wind. From New York. <laughs> well, originally from Taiwan. She walks in and I think, fashion banana. She's got this like tall, 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 tall wig with all like six different sunglasses in them and sunglasses on her face, obvi. And she opens up her yellow raincoat to all these bananas hanging all over. Goes, bananas. Crazy banana lady. I'm giving I'm getting chaotic, crazy, smart fashion. She says she's the first Taiwanese queen on RuPaul's drag race. So keen for her to represent. RuPaul comes in, welcomes the more, sees the the second group, group B. Obviously, there's all the other girls things all hanging up around the workroom and straight into the mini challenge, which is similar to the mini challenge of last week. It's a photo shoot, but it's at the GMV, which is like a play on the DMV where they all get their licenses and everything. I think I like this concept better because there seemed to be more direction. Like they're all sitting like in the waiting chairs and Rue's actually there, TS Madison there and Love Connie is there. And in this scenario, I really liked Love Connie's energy with playing off TS. So I, it was, no, I mean, it was not bizarre, but it was, I wish she would have stayed there a bit longer with them. She only stayed there as like a demo shoot and then Connie left. But TS and Rue were there directing the girls, which I think was really good. It gave them a bit more to do. So it was less awkward, I would say. Like they all get their photos. It's all pretty standard. Like you can't really tell. There's no standout like Safira of last episode in my opinion. But when it's Maya's turn, they're like, next, next. And Maya's like, in the chair, asleep, like legitimately asleep. And Nymphia's like, do I wake her up? Like, do I skip the line? I'm like, how do you fall asleep? I'd be shitting myself the entire first day. Like, why are you sleeping right now? But anyway, she gets up and she gets from one to a hundred so fast. She's splitting all over the place. And I'm like, oh, oh, didn't expect that. You just woke up. Guess you stretched in your dreams. Then after her is Nymphia and she's having the most fun with Rue. You can tell it's just like the banter back and forth. So it's like Nymphia's going to win. And she does. Nymphia wins $2,500 cash money. And when they announce the winner, this is when Rue also introduces them to the twist of the season. Raider Queen, of course, as we found out last week. They're going to raid each other after the maxi challenge. And also they're going to win immunity if they win the talent show. So that's exciting. And it's really funny because playing Jane immediately becomes nicer and saying, she's like, I'll vote fair, my beautiful sisters, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm, yeah, you should have thought this ahead. It's the first day. It's no, there's no need to be doing this much. But also I live for it. I like the subtle shade because it's good reality TV. So I'm hoping she'll be the kind of villain that I'm like, love to hate, you know? Nymphia, like, off the cuff suggests, like, a New York alliance. And I'm like, yes, this is what I'm thinking. They're playing the game. Like, if you're going to be raiding each other, you need an alliance. 
Like, you've got to play the game. This is why they've introduced it. If they wanted to, everyone to just vote fairly or what the judges said, the judges would just vote. Everyone's discussing their tactics and what they're going to do, and everyone's sus on Jane. Like, of course, you're going to come in being shady. Everyone's going to be like, mm, don't know how you're going to play this because you're being shady boots. Like, what do you mean? Anyway, elimination day comes around. Plasma sees herself as an underdog, she says. She's like, no one's looking at her, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's fair. Look, I understand that. So I hope she can live up to those words. I don't know if it's shady editing. Like usually when the editors do this, it's like they either do really well or they do really poorly. So it's like, mm, which direction is this going to go? Um, Nimpia talks about being from Taiwan and how the scene there is actually really, it's small, but it's really great. Taiwan is the first country in Asia to legalize gay marriage, I believe she said, which is amazing. And Jane says, oh, you're gearing up to be the host of Drag Race Taiwan. But she says it'd be far too small. I have no idea where Taiwan, where is that? Oh my God, I sound so dumb. No, I think I know where it is. I'm just, I'm just not going to say. Hershey talks about having two kids, which is wild. She looks so young, but like they're her partner's niece and, niece and nephew. I can't remember. They're related to her partner and they've adopted them and they showed photos and oh my God, they're so cute. And the vibes I'm getting off Hershey, she just gives really good vibes, you know, like I would love to be her, her son. Like, what do you mean? Like, if you're going to be that fun, absolutely. Um, Becky G comes in. So she's like the Charlize Theron of this episode. And it was so quick. Like, it was so ridiculously quick. She came in, was like, hi, everyone, bye. And I was like, what? So the editors obviously had to, like, cut that out because there was nothing of content there. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit shady. Alrighty, so already at the talent show, and this one is called the Queen Choice Awards because we are on what? MTV. And once again, I am so happy to say Miss Derek Berry is back again to host. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Derek. Woo! That's <laughs> so fake, but I am genuinely happy to see her. I promise. Um, first up is Geneva Carr. And... <laughs> broom, broom, somebody cleared customs. <laughs> she comes out and she does this beautiful, like, Mexican dance. But she's, like, with a comedic spin. Like, she's sucking on a chili. So that's funny. And then she, like, rips that off into this leotard. And she does this pop song. I'm Geneva. And it's like really catchy. I thought she did a really good job. It was very fun. She had great energy. And I like it when they like mix it up, but don't go too much. Don't do too much. Don't do too little. So I think she found that good balance. Good job, Geneva. Good Geneva. Good job, Geneva. Hershey's up next. And her set's like, there's jungle. And I'm like, why is there a jungle? And then she's in a safari outfit. I can't remember if someone said she looked like she was in Jumanji, but like she definitely looked like she was in Jumanji with a safari look. And I'm like, what are you wearing again? Like I was like, there are stones on it, but I couldn't actually see until the performance was over. But anyway, so she performs an original song, Whiplash, and she's like whipping her hair around. And I think it's great. Like, I think the song's great. We find out later that Cornbread wrote the song. And I think it's really fun. She's like whipping her hair around. It's really good. It's entertaining. It's comedic. Love the energy. I just think it needed that little bit of polish coming from me, I know. But I got to pick at straws here because they're all doing a really amazing job for their first episode. 
Up next is Plasma, and she does every talent that she has ever tried in her life. <laughs> she does singing, lip syncing, burlesque, and impressions. All within 60 seconds. And I'm like, whoa. And I couldn't actually tell which part was lip syncing and which part was singing. So I'm like, hmm. But I mean, they both sounded great. Obviously one was a track, but there was no part where I was like, oh, that doesn't sound great. So her singing must have been good by default, I guess. Um, the impressions were good. They were like hit and miss. So sure. I'm a bit mm, on impressions. Like they've just got to be really fun. I feel like you got to pick one and you just got to tell a story with it rather than just go, Hey, I'm Jennifer Coolidge. Like, and now I'm sure like you just got to, <laughs> obviously I'm an impressionist. Can you tell? But yeah, it was just a lot going on, but she looked great. So there's that. Next up is Nymphia Wind. And oh my God, this is just absolutely impeccable. She does this beautiful Taiwanese performance. Her makeup is stunning. The outfit is so gorgeous and beautiful. There's so many details. She's wearing like a headpiece as well. How did she get ready in this time? Like, I could not believe it. She was doing this like for lack of a better term, I'll still this term from Michelle, sleeveography, where it was like shooting out and she'd like wrap it up really quickly. And it was just gorgeous. And it's something you don't get to see on Drag Race, obviously, all the time. So this infusion of culture, I think, is just really beautiful. And she absolutely nailed it. Like, it was professional. It feels like she's been, I mean, she probably has been doing this forever. But it definitely looks like it. So like 10 out of 10 for Nymphia, 100%. Now, following Nymphia, we have Megami. And... Just recording this now, I feel like after Nymphia, you need something really, really strong, which I don't think Megami was able to do. So Megami went for more of like a political message in her talent show. She was lip singing to What's Up by Four Non Blondes. You know, that song was like, what's going on? That one. Um, very powerful message. She was talking about like protecting queer art and like voting. Think about us when you're voting, because I know voting is coming up this year in the States, I believe. And she holds up a sign that says, protect queer art. And then it cuts to Jane in the confessional and she says, protect queer art. But is she giving us anything worth protecting? Oh, oh, oh my God. Jane, again. I mean, <laughs> it's just so rough, isn't it? Like, Megami's like basically crying on stage, like pouring her heart out into this political piece. And Jane's like, mm, chop next, which look, I don't think it was the right place for it as a talent show. Like, I think if she did it in her entrance, that would have been like so much more punchy. Like she walked around the corner of the entrance and she's holding a big sign, like protect queer out. Like that would have made a statement, but it's great that she made it, but I don't think it represented her as a talent. It didn't meet, Unfortunately, didn't meet the brief, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the others feel about that. Then flipping in from Miami, <laughs> I should host, is Maya Iman LePage. And I was very excited because I've seen her TikTok, so I know what she's capable of. But when I heard the song, I was a bit shocked. I didn't think I would ever hear this song on Drag Race in my life. It's Bounce by Calvin Harris. Sorry, what? I... <laughs> okay. Besides the song, incredible. 
Absolute incredible. She's an athlete to be able to do that. Flips, flips, flip, 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 flip. You can definitely tell, I believe she, I'm pretty sure I saw that she was related to Kennedy Davenport and you can tell. She's incredible. She was going crazy all over the stage and I'm like, amazing. How did you possibly do that? Like, wow. And then in last, in last place, last up, we have Jane, plain Jane, performing something. She performs her own original song titled Burger Finger. Yep, Burger Finger. I don't really know how to explain it. She comes out with like a giant burger around her and she rips it off and she's in this teeny little red latex one piece with this huge, huge, huge breastplate on. And she talks about like the smell of burger on her finger. Interesting. Like it's comedic. It's funny. But I was just like, what? Whereas like Dawn last week, I was like, this is crazy. But like, this was like weird. And I knew what was going on, but I was still perplexed. Like, what do you mean? And then at the end, she picks up like a bottle of mustard and ketchup and just like squirting it all over her blessed, blessed, breast. We are blessed. Her breastplate. And it just keeps going and going and going. And she stares into the camera. And I'm like, that was the best part of the performance, in my opinion. So that's the talent show wrapped up. All seven queens. Cuts back to Derek and she's signing off. And she's like, this is the first time no one's been slimed. And then she gets slimed and falls over. She tries to do a spin after being slimed for some reason and just full stacks it. (laughs) And Rue's like, ah! And I'm like, yes, that is funny. Correct. So the runway episode, the runway episode. Oh, wow. I can't speak today. Bear with me, everyone. The runway theme is major look, which is basically the same as last week. It's a reveal. First up is Nymphia Wind and she's giving, in my words, high fashion banana life cycle. <laughs> her hair, her like the wig is incredible. It's yellow sculpted into like multiple different bananas and it looks so smooth and once again sculptural like that's an art piece in itself absolutely gorgeous so she starts off with this like big green outer shell thing that's all like bedazzled and everything it looks great and she takes that off and then she's got all like yellow bananas or like lines or like this dress of yellow bananas and she takes that off and then she's got more like another reveal and another reveal and another reveal and another reveal anyway she keeps taking stuff off and then it's like these Brown, like, like overripe bananas, like coming off her, coming off her nips, and it's like she's an overripe banana. Anyway, too, like she looks amazing. We love it. Next up is Hershey. She comes around the corner. And she's got this ruffle coat on, but she immediately takes it off. And I'm like, oh, when people immediately take off their reveal, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, give us a second to soak it in. Give us like the anticipation. Anyway, so she takes that off pretty much straight away. And she's in this beautiful, like, chocolate brown latex dress with these puffy sleeves. And she looks amazing on her. She looks absolutely gorgeous. Like, it's very clean and simple, but it works really well. I just think it's effective. I think she looks stunning. Next up is Plasma. And she comes out as a tomato pincushion. (laughs) When she came in the corner, I was like, why does she look like a tomato? Because she is one with pins in it. And I was like, oh, my grandma used to have one of those. And then she's like, my grandma used to have one of those. Because there are no original thoughts in this world. None. She looks great. It's like very burlesque tomato. <laughs> so she takes off the big one. And she's in this like 
little get up and then she takes off the nipple covers and she takes off the pants. So she's just in like a one piece jumpsuit. I don't know the word swimsuit thing. It's really good. Like not what I expected from her. So great job. Then we have Maya Iman LePage and she ta- walks around the corner and does the same thing as her. She takes the coat off straight away. And I'm like, what are you doing? Maya, please go. She reveals this swimsuit and I'm like, mm, I'm not the biggest fan personally. Like later on in Untuck, she knows, she said that she knows she needs to redeem herself. And I'm like, okay, good. She's not being like, oh my God, I look the best in the world. Like, no, she's realistic. And I like that about her. Geneva's up next and she comes out in this bedazzled mariachi suit and then it like flips into this like very feminine floral dress. So I'm like, that is a reveal. And she says it herself. That's not just taking one thing off to another. That's a reveal. It's changing one thing into another. And she looks great. Makeup, beautiful as always. We stand. Megami's up next and she's this beautiful like artistic goddess. I can't remember what she said the um, reference was, but like you're all, it's like, Everyone knows it, obviously, except me. So, deal with that. But, like, the reveal was the eyes, apparently. Because, like, she had black contacts in and her eyes were on her hand. So, it's that thing with the eyes on its hand. That's the, that's the reference. Yep, that was clear. You all got that. Perfect. Then we have Plain Jane. And <laughs> I really like this concept. She comes out basically looking like Princess Elsa. She's got this long blonde hair, this, like, crowny-looking thing. And this beautiful, like white silver dress drapery on and then she takes that off and she's this boston bimbo underneath (laughs) she's got these like short short jeans on this red tank top and she's like got this big foam finger around and i think she definitely has the biggest transformation between looks so i'll give her props for that like 100 percent. yes the bimbo look is a bit basic but i think the dramatic change in going from one to the next makes up for that Critiques, they all get generally pretty positive critiques. Nothing major to say. Um, Rue asks Maya how she learned to do all that, like how she learned to do the flipping and everything. And she just says, I was out flipping with my cousins. What does that mean? <laughs> She's so like nonchalant about her answers. She's giving very like shy, but I don't think she is shy. So I don't, maybe she's just nervous in front of Rue. I would be. Um, they... Critique Megami about not having a reveal. And even when she says it, Rue's like, so what was the reveal? And Michelle's like, the eyes. And it's like, oh. And when Jane's getting very positive critiques, it's like she almost has that like face crack moment of where like you can see through the facade. I don't know. I don't know if it's a facade. I, I genuinely think she's a shady person, but I feel like she's definitely putting it on like a little bit for the TV, which I'm not mad at. Like it's reality TV. You got to do what you got to do. All right, so now we're into Raider Queen and there's like a montage of them all raiding and such. So it looks like the tops from everyone's general consensus is Jane, Nymphia and Geneva. But surprise, surprise, Jane sabotages the rankings. She puts plasma first and says, your makeup was atrocious. So she blatantly says that she's putting who she thinks worst up the top and who she thinks did the best down the bottom. So that means Nymphia is down the bottom. I'm really happy someone's playing the game and actually using the Raider Queen to advance themselves. I'm just really upset it's at the expense of Nymphia because I really wanted her to win. I think she really deserved it. She definitely did the best of the night, in my opinion. And the bottom queens from the consensus seem to be Hershey, Megami, and Maya. And I'm like, 
I don't understand why Maya's getting such negative rates, but like, I guess they're just basing that off runway because I think her performance was so killer. So that surprised me a little bit, but hey, what are you going to do? So they get back to the main stage and it's revealed that the top two is Plain Jane and Geneva, which I'm like, kind of just really Debo. Nymphia wasn't up there. I think, as I said, that was her spot. And I really do think that Jane's, Jane rating her last took her out of that. So I would love to see everyone's rankings, like how everyone ranked everyone. And then I'll do the math myself, but we know that's not going to happen. So top two, Jane and Geneva lip sync. And then it's announced that there's no eliminations. It's just going to be the top two lip syncing for the win. The lip sync is Shower by Becky G. And we're getting two different performances. Geneva's giving like full performance, club performance, and Jane's giving comedy straight out the bat. Jane, one of Jane's titty breastplate comes out like straight away. So she's like dancing around with this nipple looking at ya, giving very bimbo, of course, true to her character. And she's being very, very shady to Geneva the whole time. She's like whipping her hair in front of her. And I was like, oh, again, she's being shady even in the lip sync. You can't win. But the whole lip sync is fun all together. Like Jane finally sees that like, well, she pretends to finally see that the nipples come out. She's like, oh my God, I've got to put that back in. And everyone's like, oh, funny moment. haha. So like my pick was Jane to win as well. So Jane wins. She wins the 5,000 and she wins immunity. So that's it for the main episode. Now we go to Untucked, where if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. So just like the last episode, they're praising each other. Like first episode, all pretty positive. They talk about the political climate in regards to Megami. <laughs> Megami's performance. Like, so I'm really glad they got that positive out of it. So she's getting, she is getting the message across, which I'm really happy to see. And Jane actually asked her if she thinks it was the best representation of her as like a talent. And she doesn't really answer. <laughs> like she says, like, this is the stuff she likes to do. And she wanted to do that message, but it's like, is that really a talent? But maybe she is, she's talented at conveying political messages in an emotional way that she is successful of. And in this time, I was like, plain Jane is like a industry plant. She's like a producer plant because we haven't had someone just immediately stir the pot straight away in a, in a while, I feel like. Not, not, no one I can get off the top of my head anyway. And also they're just fully talking about how they're, how they're gonna vote and, how and who they're thinking of voting for. And I'm like, that's just crazy. Like, do they not have any strategy as if Jane also isn't just taking this in and be like, oh, this is where they're all voting, so now I've gotta do this to best advantage me. Like, what are they doing? Like, I don't understand. And like Jane praises Geneva and Nymphia and then ranks them last. So it's like, what did they expect is going to happen? Honestly. So they're all going around like telling their top two and I'm just like sitting there shaking my head. I'm like, what are you doing? Keep this to yourself. That is a great strategy that you should have kept to yourself. Anyway, Becky G comes in and I liked this interaction with Becky G more than her main, the main episode one. She talks about community and they ask her for some advice and she says, everyone you see on the way up is everyone you see on the way down. Always be a good person. And then the camera cuts to Jane. <laughs> this is the shady editing editing I have missed. Like, <laughs> it's so good, it's so good. Jane's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm lovely, I'm lovely, I promise. 
Anyway, so that basically sums up Untucked and episode two. My MVQ, most valued queen of the week, obviously is Nymphia Wind. Like, robbed queen, she deserves the win. But hey, that's the game. You can't play it without the game. Reality TV, it's great viewing. So anyway, I will be back next week with episode three, where the two groups of queens will finally meet and someone will be going home. Thank you so much for tuning in to That's My Business. This is Bradley Buckland. I will see you next time.